Blog Talk Radio. Okay? So look, y'all. I know 
no blood now on the chilling with deal all around the world and thing like that. They're all in chilling. Y'all understand me and thing like that. But I got some other rest of people that tune in, y'all. They ain't yet weed like this shit. They ain't no have a cricket eat like this shit. So that's why I will speak this way. Because I want to make sure that all my listeners all over the world that you truly get understanding about this topic. And that's why it's not specific to just the Gullah Geechee family. But we're talking about having a healthy, wealthy black family. And that is globally. But y'all have heard me say this before. My mother raised me to know, not just believe or think, but to know. Charity begins at home and then goes abroad. So I'm starting foundationally here on Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio because I want my listeners who be Gullah Geechee and think like that if a Yeti White or my teeth vote and then do the show. So I want folks here to really get an understanding of a critical topic. And every year here in the Gullah Geechee Nation, we take the time to join people in the U.S. in celebrating Financial Literacy Month. Yes, you only have a few more days. If you have not done your financial wellness check, you got time because not May yet. And honestly, when May comes, it doesn't matter. You could still do it. But why put off until May what you could do today? So we definitely want you to check yourself, as the boy said, before you wreck yourself financially. You might say, well, too late, Queen. I done bust up everything. That's why the widow stimulation, no, stimulus, and all that kind of thing. Look at how long it lasts. That's what we want you to know. We want you to build on the conversation we had last week. And if you didn't tune in last week, you can go into our archives here at blogtalkradio.com slash Gullah Geechee. Once again, G-U-L-L-A-H-G-E-E-C-H-E-E. And you can hear the first part of this dialogue we're going to continue tonight with my sister Felicia Gomes-Gregory. But before she comes to the microphone tonight, I just want to draw on some things. Y'all know that I'm always the wordsmith, as many of y'all call me. I'm that person that loves words, but not just for hearing them. I'm not the person that talks just to be talking, all right? I like to learn, and I like to teach. And so one of the things I did before we got started here tonight was exactly where the Spirit led me. The Spirit led me to think about this discussion about being healthy and wealthy in the black community. And a lot of times, as soon as we hear, well, most times we hear the word rich in the black community more so than we hear the word wealth. That's the first thing. But most of us, the word wealth or the word rich triggers another word, success. And success has to be defined by each individual. But I wanted to go and find how is that defined if you are a Christian? How is that word looked at? So I went looking for the word success in the Bible, and I couldn't find a concordance that pulled me directly to the Scripture, but I did go and do my study, study to show thyself approved. All right. So to succeed, to follow after, meaning this person already went, and here you come. So tonight when I dedicated the program to Maggie Lena Walker, the first black woman to own a bank, and her bank is still in full operation in Richmond, Virginia, and then to Madam C.J. Walker, who they say is the first self-made black millionaire, okay, as a woman. She's the first self-made black millionaire. That's what's said. So if we come along now and say we want to be wealthy and if our success is defined in American dollars, then a lot of people have said, well, I want to be a millionaire. Well, you might want to be, but how long would you remain a millionaire if you really don't have the knowledge, wisdom, and understanding of what to do to make sure that your financial health stays tuned up? And if we don't do our physical and mental work to ensure we have balance and stability, then very likely the finances are going to follow suit. So here it is, following after, has a lot more depth to it. But then in English, and especially when you look at the Bible and you talk about King James, you're talking about a word that means to prosper, okay? So this word comes from Yarash, 
which is to seize or to take possession. So here in the Gullah Geechee Nation, we have taken possession of the same plantation land that our ancestors were the wealth on. We were called black gold, black cargo. We were what was exchanged. We were sold and we were traded for items that people wanted to have. So here it is. We weren't considered humans. We were considered possessions, but then the possessions possessed the land. Many of us proudly still own the land that our ancestors had been enslaved on, and why we're proud about that is because they got out of being enslaved to being the owners. They got out of being owned to being owners. So, again, stop being a person that consumes commodity and being treated as a commodity and now be the one owning things, all right? So let us do what possession of our faculties and follow after them and find out how we can have this type of success that as you even look further, there's even a point where this word succeed means to rise up. It also means success is to be wise, all right, to be wise and to prosper. So you want to prosper with wisdom, and that's how you end up holding on to inheritance. But you can't even realize that you have something to inherit if you don't even realize you're an heir first. And if you don't know what being an heir means, then herein comes study. Herein comes being humble enough to say, I don't know what that is, so I need somebody to teach me what that is so that when I do come into that which an heir is to have, I'll know how to possess it. I'll know how to follow behind those who came before me and build on the foundations that they laid and build something better that can be so stable that everybody in it is stable emotionally, physically, mentally, spiritually. So to that end, I want to just, Throw some things out here before we even get really going. Because as many of you well know, I love Dr. Carter G. Woodson for all the work he did. I know y'all don't think about him except for in February, if you even know then. He is the founder of Black History Month. Start off as Negro History Week once again, go into archive and listen to my Black History Month episodes from over the years. He made it clear that if the Negro in the ghetto must eternally be fed by the hand that pushes him into the ghetto, he will never become strong enough to get out of the ghetto, all right? Booker T. Washington said, at the bottom of education, at the bottom of politics, even at the bottom of religion, there must be for our race economic independence, economic independence. And I'm not even going to go into, quote, a bunch of things that Malcolm X said, but I would give you homework to go and listen to him talk about economics over YouTube because there's been many powerful things that he said. But I want to I wanna give you a couple more things. Bishop T D Jake said, Anytime you stop producing and focus only on consuming, you have nothing to be proud of other than what you consume. If you don't produce and wait on someone to hire you and give you a vision, you may not get there. And until we start taking over our community understanding, our marketplace, and get our lion's share of the marketplace, we will never get up. And so on that note, I had to go to Marcus Garvey, who said to us, oh, you mighty race. And Garvey said this as well. There is no force like success, and that is why the individual makes all effort to surround himself throughout life with the evidence of it. As of the individual, so should it be of the nation. So now you know why I take those quotes personally, because as head of state for the Gullah Geechee Nation, it is always my job to try to make our nation rise higher. And as the statement goes, a nation can rise no higher than its women. And because I'm a firm believer in that, 
That is why for Financial Literacy Month, I wanted to have a dialogue with a woman who I've worked very tall with for a couple of decades now. We push it. We push it. We're getting on third, three of them jokers. We're getting into a few decades now. And we still stepping. We still stepping. And we still stepping high in these heels of higher achievement. I bring back to the microphone tonight Felicia Gomes Gregory, who is the founder of Heels and Higher Achievement that we launched this past week. Congratulations. Much Thank love. you so Welcome much. Welcome back to Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio. How honored to do this evening. I am excellent, my sister. I mean, I've had such a phenomenal, since I was on the show, it's just been a blessing. And, you know, you and I, like we said, we're still tipping, still reaching. Still, I think the best part about it is that we keep paying it forward. And I think that was, it was such a blessing that you came on the launch night and really said such a powerful prayer because, you know, we both stand in, in prayer. Um, and you know um, I think right. that's, yeah, I know that's why we were able to do so. I've been excited. I was so blessed to even have the people that stayed on and had two-hour conversations on both nights. On uh, It was the launch, and then we had Wine and Wealth where we all had whatever glass in your favorite. Yeah. Yes, the glass in your favorite drink, and we spoke about money and we had women and men, but it was great. And then um, Sunday night we have a series called Women in Wellness where we tie in the financial wellness as well as our mental and our physical. So that was really great, especially dealing with topics that we're uh, speaking about now, especially in the COVID crisis that we're in and in our community. So to being back with you was great because I was, like, so psyched from last week. I was like, I got new topics this week. And um, you know that already right. touched on it. You already touched on most of them, and that was one of the things I wanted. I was so glad that you were dedicating um, this show to Madam C.J. Walker because that's yeah. so very important when we're talking about the, the a wealthy and a healthy black family. And as I know I told you last week, one of the things that we said, you know, whoever controls the economy controls the story. And we were speaking right. about that it hasn't been women, nor has it been the black right. community as a whole. Um, Absolutely not. Right, and and the things that you just mentioned, those quotes about keeping, you know, our community just on a new path, on 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 moving forward. I found that usually when your money ain't right, your physical, your right. mental, your spiritual, and financial health are just all crap. And um, exactly. we we really have to understand that in order for us to, like you mentioned, to move forward, we've got to change something. But it also takes a mindset. See, Madam C. J. Walker knew what she was going to do. She took her right. product and she kept it in her community for her community and for herself, and she was building wealth. So one of the things that we have done, even in, and as you mentioned, we've been, we were enslaved physically as slaves. Right. And it seems like right. since then, for generations, we still are enslaved economically because we're yeah. not understanding, as you mentioned, how to get out of that. But if you take what right. Madam C.J. built, and understood what it is that you can do. And I think it's also a mindset. You know, we're so busy. I think it's a total mindset. And, and it was so great that you mentioned that because I was like, man, that's exactly what I wanted to speak about because of the fact that we have to change our mindset in our community because, as you mentioned, we are consumers. We always have been. Right. But you and I right. grew up during a time where the black dollar stayed in the community. We focused on exactly. supporting our own. It was our. It was a village that took uh, um, you know, it took a village to raise a child, and it took a village just to raise right. a community. It was like auntie down the block took care of you, and, you know, grandma over here took care of you. So that whole mentality right. of keeping it in our own and keeping it enriching, because, like, even with Heels and Higher Achievement, I tried, and I'm still building after three years. It came to fruition. I'm going to be still building, but I'm looking for the gems in my community. Why do I need to go outside? And it's not to say outside That's is it. bad. But I have so right. many phenomenal but women and in, gems. What's inside first? Yeah, what's inside right. and first? I, Again, charity begins at home and goes abroad. Right. So what and, do and, you have at home first? Right. Mm-hmm. And so the thing is, because I'm thinking that economically we've been enslaved, one of the things that we got to change with that whole mindset, we're so busy, as you said, as consumers, we are so busy into the status symbol and looking good symbols. or giving <laughs> – Right, and, no, yeah. the symbols. Well, <laughs> and that's yeah. all it is, symbols. it's symbolic. Right. <laughs> that's true, the symbols. But that's the whole thing. We're so busy into looking good and creating that impression of wealth 
instead of having true wealth. And That's I think it. one of those, and, it. and it's so, and they know it about us. That's the problem is when I say they know it, corporations, banks, everybody oh, understands God, that, yeah. you know what, we would rather have a car note before we keep a mortgage. Or we'll Absolutely. be in a car, a fancy car, and, and you know what, we'll be in the car and we'll live in the projects. And, and it's like the mentality's got to stop at some point. So when you mentioned right. that, that also brought to the point where I was saying the, the mindset of how we treat money and how we treat it within our community, um, that, that's true. The two things that you mentioned, must having a financial checkup. You got to know where you are. It's like, it's so important. Right. If we're going, you know, let me not say that because I was going to say, if we're going to the doctor, but let me not say that because a lot of us don't. <laughs> so you We know, don't go to the doctor, exactly, because we right, don't want to know. So, and that's right. the same reason we don't do a financial wellness checkup either, because we don't want to know. And when you exactly. start talking about put take this take this piece of paper and write on uh-huh. one side all the things you actually own outright, no more. Right. It's not in your credit card. It's not nothing. Exactly. Write that on one side. Then flip that paper over and write all the bill collector down. We don't want to do that. See, we don't want to do mm-hmm. that. Yeah, <laughs> so that, see, that was that's what the checkup is. I ain't going. <laughs> So that's the thing. So what we try to do is to tell people, please, if we have to change our race ourselves for the better, you got to become a better version of yourself. The only way we will uplift each other is only way we're going to do that is by tackling our physical, our mental, spiritual, and our financial. And we know that during this crisis, all of that is suffering right now. I I mean, this this last night we had this discussion with women that were on the call, and we were talking, how do we – find out how to survive financially, mentally, physically in this new norm. Because this is going to become the new norm. We don't know when it's going to end, but we got to figure a way around this. How we deal with not being able to be with our loved ones in our communities that are passing away and we're finding out on Facebook. You know, I mean, we're trying to find a way around it, but somehow we have to understand in order for a healthy and wealthy black family to come out of this, You've got to start looking at your finances. You've got to stop doing all of this other extra stuff that is really not necessary. But to bring me back to what I was saying with the whole finances, and I wanted to touch on this really, this whole opening with Georgia. One of the things I had to mention, because of the, that still tackles the, the wealth. When you think of Georgia, and this is my personal opinion, when I think of Georgia, I think of Atlanta. I think of black wealth, okay? That's exactly what Jermaine Dupree said. Everybody thinks of Atlanta, but that's not all of Georgia, but go ahead. No, it's not. It's not. But what I'm saying, when you think of it, Georgia itself is a representation of black wealth. Just like right. down south, we have ancestors and generations of children that have their own land. That is wealth. And the thing is, when you start saying, okay, now we got to do stuff in my community. Why? And, and this is the thing that Snoop Dogg had mentioned this because I was looking and listening to whatever the people were saying. But Snoop Dogg said, you know what? When the wealthy people start going back to the country clubs, that's what I'm going to go out my, outside my house. That's right. And it's, and it's true because why is it they must open nail salons or beauty shops or barber shops? And I'm, I'm listening to this stuff, and I'm like, serious? Why is it, and the reason that that may be happening is because, see, this crisis is not only affecting us. We've just lost incomes in our community, okay? Most of us have lost incomes. Those that are business owners, we have the stimulus package that's helping a lot of business owners, and we'll get into that in a second. But, you know, we've lost incomes. What's really, who is really hurting are the wealthy. That's what's really hurting. That's why all of this stuff has to reopen faster than normal yes. because they're hurting now. And because so I was like, yeah, not, we're not consuming. We're not consuming what? at the rate that we would have been had everything not shut down. Exactly. Correct. And that's why I said it's mm-hmm. funny how they mentioned the barbershops and the beauty shops and, and the, 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 the stores that sell all this stuff because we're the ones that do 85%. And, I, and I've done this at a few of my workshops. 85%, I think it was $1.2 trillion that the black community spends in about 2016 um, was one of the senses they were coming up with it. Of that one point, and then we only make up 14% of the U.S. population. Of the U.S. population, at, right. In, in 2016, we uh, basically brought one point, I think it was like 1.2 trillion. The his Latino community was right behind us. But the funny thing was, of that 1.2 trillion in spending that we do for the economy, 
85% of it was in hair care products. Did you hear what I just said? I believe that easily. It was was beauty and hair care. And I'm like, why are we giving... Why are we giving our funds to everybody else? Because we're not the ones owning it. We're starting to get a piece of it, but we're not owning it. Yeah, and but so it's, that, a minuscule, so, it's a minuscule piece comparing um, right. to, to what others are doing, including Asia and India. Right. And the type of right. markets that they have with people buying the weaves and the wigs and the things. And, you know, I just referenced Chris Rock's movie. They need to just go watch that. And that would, oh, that that's would my favorite really movie. pull that was, people that was so in. Yeah, yeah, he did a great job with it, and and so the whole thing is that would really pull people into understanding that dynamic. But while we on this whole hair thing, and because right. you brought up Atlanta, I need mm-hmm. to draw people back down here, and I want right. to start off with Herndon. Now I'm not going to mm-hmm. do nobody's homework for you, but I'm going to give y'all some help on this homework assignment. Mm-hmm. I want y'all to go look up who Herndon is in reference to Atlanta, Georgia, and where did he get his wealth. I want you to go look him up. And now here's your extra hint on how to find out more about him. Is if anybody listening ever heard of Sweet Auburn? Sweet Auburn is Auburn Avenue. Auburn Avenue, Atlanta, Georgia, is like Black Wall Street, Oklahoma. Mm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Tulsa, Oklahoma. That's right. where the major economic center was for people of African descent when there was segregation. And right. then shortly thereafter, and the upper crust, you know, because they do still have a caste system going on in Georgia, right. the upper crust, and the people who were, as we might say, the muckety-mucks and whatnot, <laughs> they mm-hmm. were the ones that would own businesses along that strip. And so they would have the Sweet Auburn Festival every year to celebrate that history and that legacy. And a lot of folks would come out there and walk around. And when I was there, I didn't see much support of the businesses there. And I thought oh, that was wow. insane. All right? And, hmm. and, you know, people like being there for the crowd, you know, to say, oh, I went down there. But to the right. level of what I expected from a chocolate city like ATL, I wasn't seeing right. that cash flow the same mm-hmm. way I did at a lot of festivals that we've gone right. to over the years and festivals we've hosted. Right. So I always right. thought it a curiosity of mine with that in mm-hmm. Atlanta because people started, again, moving the wealth away from what had been mm. our centers of economics exactly. in our communities for generations because we started right. thinking it was more important to go over there to underground Atlanta and spend our money with them people buying right. name brand stuff instead mm-hmm. of being over here on Auburn Avenue. Now let me point right. out another thing because you brought up mm-hmm. Georgia. That's right, right here to bring us all the way back home to the Gullah Geechee Nation is mm-hmm. As you said, yeah, I know Atlanta's not all of Georgia, but like Jermaine Dupree said, a lot of people act like it is. People Mm -hmm. don't realize that the largest black land ownership per capita Mm -hmm. in the state of Georgia is in the Gullah Geechee Nation in Liberty County. Wow. Liberty County, which is predominantly a rural county, Mm -hmm. where they would say, if you look statistically, you would say, well, dog, the people in Liberty County primarily live at or very close to the poverty level. Well, how do they do this? Because, once again, the assets, which was right. land, was something they inherited. They recognized their inheritance, and they have managed to sustain large masses of ownership of the land on right. this coast where almost everybody wants to live, Right. So when we start talking about this, I loved what you mentioned last week on the show, and then I Mm -hmm. watched your Facebook page, and I noticed you write this out again. And this is what struck me, because last week on the show, you made this comment, PMS. And you know, as women, we don't want to hear that. We don't want to hear PMS, okay? (laughs) (laughs) But I want the sisters who listened last week and who tuned in tonight, if y'all were wondering, did I hear say PMS? Yeah, but it was physical, mental, spiritual, all right? That's the PMS. But then when God said, you added the F. You added the F. You said physical, mental, financial, and spiritual, which got me again because you know on Facebook. 
And on social media, y'all got uh, all these little hashtags and all these little short mm-hmm. abbreviations. So when I saw it one day, PMF, I had to reread that. And I was like, what? Okay. So I was like, oh, I got it. I see. Yeah. So, but. But it's not a bad thing because right. I think it grabs your attention. Right. And so what and if I we did, can't first get uh-huh. your attention, we can't get you mm-hmm. to focus on any of this stuff. We got to get exactly. your attention. So please break that down with this yeah. PMFS <laughs> uh, so that my folks are very clear. <laughs> so let me Which is why I want so, you to come back this week so they really get clarity on this thing. Break that down. Okay, so the way it was is I, I, I wanted to do a play on words, and especially on yeah. PMS, because everybody's always talking about women PMS and blah, 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 and all of the negative things yeah. that go with it. Um, so for me, when I, I created the, the Heels and High Achievement, the vision, I was like, I need to talk about subjects that we as black women are not speaking about. I can't personally say about other of races, but I know for me and the people I know, sometimes we just, we're superwoman, we tie on the cap and we, we cape it, we just keep it moving. So the PMF came from basically some of the things that I was suffering. And so instead of me saying PMF, because I said, people will look at the flyer and they'll say, oh, what the heck is PMF? That's supposed to be PMF, not PMF. But it was PMF. Right. So basically what mm-hmm. it was is what is your um, PMF stress? And what it is, is uh-huh. what is your physical, mental, and financial stress? Now, the mental, automatically the spiritual comes in. So each one of the series was to focus on, let's speak about the illnesses. Now let's talk about the wellness and how do we get there. And so that's where I came up with let's have these discussions because mainly, as you know, what I've said from all this, you know, from the beginning, when your money ain't right, usually your physical, mental, spiritual, and financial are all off track. And, it's, and it usually stems everything in our communities, everything in our lives. Most Americans, the lack of money causes so much stress, so much health problems, so much depression. And in our community, it trickles down to not only causing us the issues from a depression or a physical side, it causes us really, really bad problems in our eating habits. Because now that right. comes, if you don't have the right money, you're eating processed food. So in our community, all you find out is certain restaurants that we have access to. So we're only eating processed food. We're not eating healthy. You are so blessed to have land ownership and and have your own land where you can actually grow something healthy. Grow your food. Because you grow your food. You know, but here in the city, in New York, we don't have at least a lot of the low income or middle income. Sometimes we don't have that. They're, They're changing now. But now even as they're changing what you have access to, we're still not even going in that direction of figuring how do I get physically better? How do I determine what I'm putting inside my body, you know, to understand that we were, this is the reason COVID-19 hit us so bad because we were already behind the eight. Come on. We were behind the eight. I was going there. I was going there because you know what? Right. Because today the WHO did another, that's the World Health Organization, y'all. The WHO did, not the group, they uh, (laughs) did another press conference, right, today, or basically Mm -hmm. one of their general sessions. And after I looked at some of that, I also went and was looking through a few of the articles to see some of the latest things that people were discussing that they were thinking were advancing the cause, so to speak, of people's survival rates. And embedded in one of the articles were the statistics for today for COVID-19 around the world, how many people have encountered it, how many deaths there have been. And I noticed that in places where there were large black island communities, there were Mm -hmm. very, very few people that have even encountered it, and they either Mm -hmm. had one to two to zero deaths from it. And I looked at this. I looked then at all, even the places that these other people talk very negatively about, including Haiti Mm -hmm. and places like this, none of that. Places that you would say, oh, wow, they always say these islands are not, you know, they're not rich or anything. They just rely on tourism. How come? Mm -hmm. How come they're surviving and they're not as uh, urbanized? Mm -hmm. They call them, you know, developing countries and that kind of stuff. Well, Mm -hmm. how come they're not dying off so fast as the black Americans are? And my immediate Mm -hmm. thing was just what you pointed out is because Mm -hmm. black Americans already have the trifecta. 
and why mm-hmm. do we have the high blood pressure, the diabetes, mm-hmm. the the all uh, of that, the heart conditions, with mm-hmm. obesity? It's because we're eating food like substances. It's not exactly. food. That's exactly. That's how the FDA classifies those processed yep. things of food like substances, not food. Mm-hmm. And There's then we're not taught us. in our schools. Right. right. And we're not taught in schools about nutrition. Because right. why well, teach you something you ain't going to be able to have access to because you're in a food yeah. desert. See? Right. So, so I thought this was critical that you're mentioning what you're saying now because I just looked at those stats before I came on the air, and I and I immediately had that thought of this is why we're getting hit so hard, not because of just, oh, the virus wants right. to get the black American. No, it's mm-hmm. because of, like they're saying, all these underlying preexisting conditions. Exactly. And we're back where you said your physical. <laughs> mm-hmm. Back to and the it's physical all because part. It's the physical, and it starts with the money. It starts with that lack right. of not knowing how to save how to grow it, how to pay yourself first, all of these things that we're not thinking about. And then even to briefly touch on, I was looking at another article today too because I was looking at that factor. Why is it that we're having these many issues? You have this issue now. They had something in China where actually they're beating on Africans or blacks there because of the COVID, and they're trying to make it look like it is supposedly our fault. But one of the things you don't understand, when you look at the statistics of how this uh, virus is in Africa, like you said, there's very few. So it could be a factor. It could be it's a very few cases. It could be a factor of the eating. It could be a factor of the weather. It could be a factor of our just who we are genetically. Um, but the funny yeah. thing is they even had recently a French doctor they had, and I haven't seen it. I've just heard about it, how they had this French doctor admitting how they were getting ready to start trying to bring us, uh, I guess, a some like serum that they're trying to use on Africans. Yeah, they try to get test Africa. it in Africa. Yeah. I was like, excuse me? Um, People are outraged. <laughs> yeah, because like, why serious? leave your country and test something in somebody else's country? Test it in your own country. Right. So I was just really just kind of floored by that. But I, it also brings us back to the same thing. We really have to be truly concise about what is healthy, what is not healthy. Right or just our right. minds and our bodies, and then even for our souls to a certain point, that mental and spiritual, we're not, we're not coming above, like, and, and this is 2020. Right now, when we come out of this hey, stay-home mode, I've spoken to a lot of friends, and I'm like, look, i got to come out a better version of myself. I have to. If I that's leave good, these doors, the same focus. woman, I just, I, just, right. I just lost everything. And so that's what I'm saying. We've yeah. got to find a different way. We were speaking last night. Well, how do we stay at home and still stay physically healthy? How do we stay home and not eat a bunch of Doritos, which I just had about two nights ago? (laughs) (laughs) Right. You know what I'm saying? Buckets buckets ice cream and (laughs) and, and buckets of chicken legs, fried chicken legs and stuff. Right, exactly. So so we can't – we have to really start looking at the physical eating habits and the nutritional so we can maybe get better for the next generation, really, because right now we are so – we're so behind – the eight ball, and we're and we're kind of because we're eating this way, people don't understand. We're as you mentioned we're, when you said about Madam C.J. Walker and and all of the things that they did. There are certain things that are going to continue to be a cycle of unhealthy eating. It's going to continue to be a cycle of sickness in our right. community because we're not doing anything different. We're not even making that first step. Um, so that, right. that's one of the things that it's like in order for us to really get healthy, everything when you think about it still comes to our access in the community, what we know. Right. Seen, and we also, if we knew our history and we knew what other people that's sacrificed for us, that's we would not be this way. We really wouldn't. And right. I think that's one of the that things that the we have to start speaking about. We have to really talk about how did we get here? Where do we go? Because right now, as I mentioned last week when we were talking about the wealth gap, the wealth gap that we were speaking between blacks and whites, remember I told you it was like 220-something and slavery was like 250-something. How many years were we in slavery? I think it was like two years. So I'm like, some would, some would tell you we still there. Yeah, right. we, you know we are. We are. Seriously, right. that is, is such a true thing because mindset-wise, we are still enslaved. It's that's because the still, issue. Herein lies the problem. But let's go there it. because when we right. talk about the spiritual aspect, 
be transformed right. by the renewing of your mind is a critical scripture. And since mm-hmm. we uh, we launched the show with it and we're mentioning them over and over, Madam C.J. Walker said, mm-hmm. America doesn't respect anything but money. What oh. our people need is a few millionaires. Now, she said that because she was mm-hmm. coming out of chattel enslavement and coming right. into being a woman, no voting rights, you're black, mm-hmm. the only thing you're right. supposed to do is wash clothes, which is what she was right. doing. But she had vision, and where there's no right. vision, the people perish. Here comes right. Magdalena Walker later on, who she founded in 1903, Magdalena Walker founded the St. Luke's Penny Savings Bank, and she's the right. first black woman to own a bank, and her bank is still in right. Richmond, Virginia, operating right now. And she right. said this, let us put our monies together. Let us have a mm-hmm. bank that will take the nickels and turn them into dollars. And where right. you started off about how we were raised, we understood that concept. We understood that right. Susu concept. We exactly. understood the mason jar concept, that we don't have to all have a million dollars, okay? Right. But if we start off with a couple thousand in a group, and we work together to continue to build that up with one another and to make sure that money circulates amongst us. That's how right. you get to be a millionaire. That's what these women did. They both brought together other women, right. black women, and said, mm-hmm. listen, you're the ones who have to wash these clothes and take care of your children and make sure the husband's food is cooked too. And if the husband right. dies, you're stuck out here because they don't have no equal rights or no rights for us. So mm-hmm. we got to make a way for ourselves. How do we do that? What do we have at our hands? What can we put our hands to together and then build Correct. up this community wealth? And I think that is the problem where you said, well, herein lies the problem, as you said, mm-hmm. when we don't know our own story. When right. we don't know her story, much less his story, mm-hmm. then this gets left by the wayside. How many of us as black women would have had a different mindset, even about them quarters that we used to run to the candy store with, had we heard, let us put our monies together and let us have right. a bank that would take the nickels and turn them into dollars. If we had been right. little girls hearing that kind of quote and knowing that America doesn't respect anything but money, and that's being proven right in this hour, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. that totally. these are the things we need to do. So when you tell people now, that, okay, we already know that. We've outlined the problem. We know that right. our people don't know our history as a whole group. We're, we're right. lagging behind with that. And that was intentional, too. That was strategic. Yep. But now totally. if you, you, have, you have access to materials in the palm of your hand through what's called a cell phone, mm-hmm. okay, a personal digital assistant is what it really is. Correct. <laughs> I'm sure as a yep. programmer, you it know is. where I'm going with that. So just about anything you want to do and anything and information you want to start to engage in, you can do it literally from the palm of your hand now. You don't have to try to go and risk your life like Maggie Walker did or Mm -hmm. Madam C.J. Walker did traveling around talking to folks. So now what is going on when we start talking about the physical, the mental, the spiritual, getting that aligned, and then connecting it to the financial. If there were three steps or three top things that immediately come to your mind, what would you say would be those one, two, three things to get us away from the problem but toward the solution? Well, from towards the solution, I think the first thing you have to start off with is having a financial checkup. It's a must. You, I do not care what you need to do, but you need to start seriously looking at your finances and understanding, well, what can I do to improve where I am and how do I get to the next level? And that's the first thing is just having a financial checkup and really having that with a professional that can sit down and guide you in the proper way. The other thing that we're not sometimes not looking into and a lot more black women are looking into this, as you call it, maybe a side hustle, but no, a business, being a business owner. We have not understood. I mean, I've been reading stuff. In the last few weeks, in reference to the stimulus package, now there were a few loopholes. So even though most of our community was expecting those $1,200 checks, 
there are business owners right. and businesses that have gotten $1.7 million checks from the stimulus. Right. And another thing we right. don't understand in our community, some businesses, if you are a small business owner, and basically they had the SBA um, had this for the small businesses, a three-year payoff, et cetera, if you took a particular loan for your uh, business as well. But they also had, if you could prove that you actually pay yourself from your business, and some people, when they have their businesses, they put all their business expenses with their personal expenses in one uh, account, which is not great. Yeah. You need to have it separate. Commingling the funds. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So don't commingle them. But one of the things they said that if you can prove that you are, have a payroll, that you paid yourself from your business, that some of these funds that you're getting from the stimulus, the SBA payoff that you're getting, you can actually now consider it a grant. They won't make you pay on right. it. Right. They won't so make you pay it back. Some, right, because they won't make you pay it back. And so we're not understanding that. So when you become a business owner, there are a lot more ways of understanding how do I go to the next step? How do I understand to become wealthy? Because when you start doing that, it turns into from going from a job just over broke, <laughs> right. just over broke, exactly. to going to exactly. being all. being self self employed. Then you want to go to the part where right. you're actually a business owner, and then you want to go to passive income. You have to go to a passive income. So the stuff that just make money is working for you. Um, and then the third right. thing from basically that that mentality right now, I think the most important thing that we can do from coming from this crisis is. We gotta come out with we're we're speaking to each other, we're sharing, we're talking, we're we're being right. kinder, we're helping, but we gotta start with us. And if we don't start with us, we're not we're not gonna come out of this. And it's like, you know, right. we're we're all we gotta talk more. That's why a lot of the women on the call last night we were speaking, it's like how do we deal with this new norm? How do we deal with remote learning for our kids and our kids are not having graduation and, and these things and we're we're finding ways around it. We are finding ways. Absolutely. We can we, we can write do. a note. We always do. So right. Just, we got those are the, the top three. You got to have a financial yeah. checkup. You really must start doing these kind of things. The second thing is, is right. start thinking about business ownership and entrepreneurship. We have a lot right now. As Active I mentioned hustling. last week. No, right. we're not talking Active hustle. Hustling. I have a business. I need a business. Right. We have black women right now. A lot of uh, the top businesses from small businesses are run by black women. They're black-owned businesses. That's why I said there's so many gems that I can look in my community. And the third thing is come out a better version of yourself from the physical, mental, spiritual, and financial when this is all over. When you walk out them doors and the Lord opens it up and we're getting ready to go, let's hit the ground running. Stop with this, I'm going to do it yesterday or I'm going to do it next week and, and do it now. Let's just start. Right. Start now. You know. And then the, the last thing I really want to throw in here is one, two, because we have a lot of like we said, we lost a lot of people in our community, and we are continuing. But one of the things I definitely must touch on is that the fact that we have to understand how life insurance really works, creating a legacy, not generational debt, estate planning. People in the last few right. weeks, in the last few months since this crisis has hit, there has been such an increase on the buying of life insurance, but it has not increased for our people. It's other people buying their life insurance. So my whole thing is I, I do that. not care. I don't care what you do, what type of life insurance you get, but you need to get something. You need to get something right. so that we're not having these GoFundMe's to help. Well, every time pain. somebody passes, every time pass. somebody yeah. passes away, because we're back thing to is, trying to pass. That's the electronic way of passing the hat, where we used to yeah. literally pass That's the hat around to, the to hat. pay for somebody's funeral. Yeah, and then exactly. all you have left because, and I give y'all homework again. Go read about A.G. Gadsden, and you will learn how the funeral parlor business is a hustle. And so right. it is set up to get all that money that you collect. Mm-hmm. Because why? Right. Where did we start this discussion? Because we're more interested in acting like we got it than actually right. having it. So right. we put a lot of money in the ground, and that right. is not going to benefit the next generation. That person that done going in, they can't. They mm-hmm. have no use for no, no. money no more. It is the right. living. So there's a difference between life insurance and death insurance, and we right. don't have enough time tonight have to cover that no. topic. But, but that is I'll also a topic this. that I harp on. Yeah. Right. But I'll definitely tell you this: even if we can understand just these, this acronym, the dime, really understanding your insurable needs, because as you mentioned, we're only getting enough to bury and to give it to right. uh, bury our loved ones. 
we have to understand that basically we're trying to create a legacy. So there's just four things that you need to remember. It's called DIME is the acronym. When you decide whether or not how do I really, really ensure my family and create a legacy, first I want to cover my debt because you know about 80% 80 of us in America got a whole bunch of debt. You want to cover your debt. D, I means I need to cover my income. How many years is my youngest? If I go today, how many years of my income do I want to cover for this child to sustain the same life, same lifestyle that that child is, saving, is having now? I don't want to become a, a liability. I want to be an asset to my family when I leave. And understand it's generational wealth. Is that what we're trying to create? The M is for mortgage. You have all these landowners. You have all these homeowners, all of these, even your business. If you don't leave enough money for that business or that land or that the property taxes or estate or anything for that child to continue to maintain what you worked hard for, what your ancestors worked hard for, what is the purpose? That's M for mortgage, right. covering your mortgage and any property tax, anything that you deal with your land. And E is your child's education. We already know. Baby girl is getting ready to go yep. to Cornell. Praise the Lord. I'm glad. But I just Praise told them, look, we got to figure out how do we got to pay for it. Because on it. average – if you don't leave at least twenty to $40,000 for your child to go to college, you're going to have a problem. So you have to understand E is for education. So you've got D for debt, I for income, M for mortgage, and E for your education. That's what will then tell you this is how much I truly need to be insured for. And you can make it in a different combination of ways. Somebody can set up a call with me or a financial educator or a coach, and we can go and get you that information. But you've got to understand we have to create legacies. And then the last thing I'll leave with you, two books I've been re reading really have been just um, helping me so much are Think and Grow Rich, The Black Choice by Dennis Kimbrough. Choice. Yeah, Dennis Kimbrough. Oh, I love him. And then the other one that is like in my bag all the time highlighted, The Wealth Choice, Success Secrets of Black Millionaires, yeah. millionaires by him as also well. Also by Dennis Kimbrough. Right. right. And, and I, let me throw just, one in that I was going to throw yeah. in anyway that I don't know if you have, but I want these sisters to all have it. It's a book called Girl, Make It Money Grow. It's okay. that simple. The title is Girl, Make It Money Grow. Because okay. if you are a sister listening right now tonight that you just got your $1,200 come up, you ain't ready for Dennis Kimbrough, but you ready for Girl Making Money Grow. Because Girl yeah. Making Money Grow going to make you sit down and look at the ways that you just wasting it. And even if mm -hmm. you don't make but a couple hundred dollars a week, okay, girl, we're going to get this straight, and we're going to get out this debt. We're going to have some income. We're going to establish some business. We're going to establish savings accounts and emergency accounts, and we're going to yep. have our insurance. And I think it's a very basic book that these sisters wrote. I read it years ago, and I think mm -hmm. it would be life-changing for a lot of our sisters. So definitely we recommend Girl Making Money Grow, The Wealth Choice by Dennis um, Kimbrough, and Thinking Grow Rich, A Black Choice by Dennis Kimbrough, mm -hmm. which is, of course, based on Napoleon Hill's Thinking right. Grow Rich. Yeah, but it's just that definitely. that is a book for for us. And before we lock, before we get off here tonight, because of one of the mm -hmm. things that you emphasize, that we right. need to talk. We need to be able to share with one another. Yes. I recognize a couple of phone numbers that's on my uh, line here tonight, so I want to let them on before in these last couple of minutes to see if they got some questions or comments tonight, um, if we can get the line to open up, because I know right now, for whatever reason here on the island, all of a sudden our Internet is lagging. But if I can get mm. our line to open up, I would love to have Elder Carly Town, who oh, I can see her number here, to be able to um, oh, step in and, and have some her words to so say. Long. Yeah, yeah, so I see that the line is steady trying to open up Elder Town, so it might open up oh. any second, but it's, it's lagging. But um, I want her to come on the line because I know Elder Town is sort of an example of what you yes. just outlined. She and I mm -hmm. have talked for years about not living in debt. <laughs> so she and I have had right. conversation after conversation after traveling, and you know because you've traveled a lot across the world right. yourself that, mm -hmm. you know, we want to go places, and we, especially now, right now the folks can't go yeah. nowhere. Everybody want to go somewhere. But it's yeah. like it costs to go. True. It costs right. to go. So it's better to save up the cash and do it than to have it on right. a credit card. But if you right. put it on the credit card, you've got to have a, a, a plan 
for how I'm right. going to pay that debt back off because there's good debt right. and there's bad debt. And then also income because she's someone who retired now, so she knows both sides right. of it. You know, the working right. out there for somebody else and making all this money for them in corporate, but how much are you bringing home and keeping yourself so that you can pay your mortgage. <laughs> you right. know? That's and true. we talked about that and, and I remember like nudging and being a chairing squad and everything right. for her in her final years in corporate where it was like, Come on, Elder Town, you gonna be finished with that mortgage on that thing before you come right. out here, right? And she like, You know that's what I'm working on, Queen. You know that's what I'm working on well, and then to finish one thing and then to own more land. To purchase more land, not just have the land that her ancestors left her, but then to purchase more land and keep it in our community and to go back into her community of Union Heights and reinvest there. And then to use her education, her college education all these years, she's used that to work here in our community and to build up our nonprofit, the Gullah Geechee Angel Network. Right. And so I think she's a prime example for whatever reason, you know, the devil trying to stop it for her yeah, to get for me to open her line up, but, I, but it's okay. Um, but this but, is the thing. I know you mentioned sitting with a professional, and I know that's one of the conversations right. Elder Town and I have had because at different points in life you need a different wellness checkup. You don't do one. Right. You got to keep checking up on it by getting a physical every year. Right. Financially, we need a physical. So when you say folks can sit down with a professional, I know you do some of this work. How would people who are listening tonight get in touch with you? They say, well, I do want to do that. Where do I start? How do I do it? So so how would they get in touch with you to do that? Basic, they can go to the website, www.heelhigh.org. There's a section on there that they can actually send a comment if they want to set up an appointment. Um, I'm an independent broker where I do financial coaching, but I also have people all across the United States that do the same thing I do in my community, speaking to my community. And it's great that we are all out there and passionate about helping families, never leaving a family behind. And the first thing we start off with is what we spoke about tonight, which is financial education. So they can just definitely go to the website, uh, send an email. You'll be able to do that, and you can select whether or not you want to have a one-on-one consultation. And wherever you are, I will make sure you get that help that you desire. Um, And then, plus, again, I can help you as well. But just to leave two seconds when you were just teaching about that since Sister can't get on, and I would love to say hello to so kisses from through the air from New York to her. Well, um, I know she can hear you. <laughs> she, that's, that's so, so kisses. Sure she I love her dearly. Yes. yes, right. So the, the the thing that you can think about, five ways just to, um, to create for your accounts, we call it a financial pulse. So one of the things you can do okay. is just pop five types of accounts. P, and there's another play on words, P for play, have a play account. Save money, checking the savings, money to blow away for travel. O, now this is pulse, like the pulse of your money, but a O. Opportunity fund, investment accounts for business, opportunities, real estate. L is your liquid account, like your checking, monthly reoccurring bills. S, strategic growth, future accounts, 401Ks, 403Bs, IRAs, cash accumulation, and a life insurance policy. That's a strategic growth for for your retirement. And E is your emergency fund, a just-in-case, a um, a high-yield savings account, an online account. You can do that. Just that's one tip. So Pulse, P-O-L-S-E. Then the other thing is 10, 20, 30. If you don't forget anything else, 10% of your income, if you save it, that means you're going to live paycheck to paycheck in retirement. And this is a 20 to 30-year long-term range, okay? 10% living paycheck to paycheck. You save 20%, you're going to live comfortable in retirement. You save 30% of your income yearly, you're actually going to retire early. So those are the tips. 10, 20, 30 rule, retirement 10% of your income, 20% of your income, 30% of your income will determine what, how, what level you retire on. And just understanding what your financial pulse is, play account, opportunity, Absolutely. liquid, strategic, emergency. So those are the quick little tips. And then read that book that you told them about. Girl, make your money Definitely. grow. Girl, make your money grow. And brothers, <laughs> don't feel it. You can't read it. Just go and insert brother exactly. in there. But I put it in again towards the sisters because the sisters know how we do with the money. We want to play right. with a lot of the money, and it ain't no time to play no more. And right. our playtime is you. up. 
But yep. I have loved having love you. you on here once again. Thank this you has so been much. wonderful. This is one of my favorite financial literacy months. I'm going to always remember this. We've had time to check the pulse of everybody here, and we hope <laughs> that y'all stay strong. Get that PMS in check, ladies, <laughs> all right, and brothers out there, because we definitely have to build more wealth for our community. When you talk about you want to find that dime piece, you heard what it is tonight. That debt, that right. income, that mortgage, that education, check your pulse, 10, 20, 30, and let's get it going. I wanted to hear those numbers in the millions here in the Gullah Geek <laughs> yeah. Nation all around the world. So thank you, thank you. My sister Felicia, keep on thank stepping you. high in the heels, and we're going to um, keep achieving. we got to get the black family healthy and wealthy, and, and wealthy. we got to yes. sustain that. Peace and love, y'all. Glad you joined us.